0: What are you doing? Stop texting
1: and go listen to LLA with Jake and Lenny. It's on now on Tastemakers Radio.
2: Tastemakers. Yes, 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 yes. Tell
1: your friends to go now. Seriously? What are you waiting for? LLA with Jake and Lenny. Mondays only on the Tastemakers channel. Dash radio. It's so
0: hot. Boom shakalaka. Well, hello, everybody. You are listening to LLA on the new Tastemakers channel. As you probably know, we are recording a lot of this stuff remotely to do what we can to flatten the curve of COVID-19. So let's just jump right in with our interview. Eric Abraham, thank you very much for being here. Um cinematographer Ooh, to be here. camera work or producer director writer you even acted in a few things i guess it looks like
2: I've done a little bit of everything yeah nice um a little bit of everything i,
0: I know you because you and i did uh, we were just talking about a, a, a short little
2: trailer fake spoof trailer fun fact for you jake so cassie lenny and i we all made a movie together in college oh, nice. uh, it was a It was a a spoof uh, of, um, what was that movie with Shia LaBeouf? uh, Eagle Eagle Eye. And uh, we called it Lazy Eye. And it was just (laughs) like, (laughs) it was just a total parody. And it was really stupid and really funny. And like, uh, I I haven't seen it in years, but I'm sure we'd be like, oh my God. You know, about some of the jokes we made. But uh, it was fun. It was, that was a really fun time for me growing as a filmmaker, you know, doing that type of stuff.
0: I will say I, I recently found it on my, like, uh, on my hard drive, my one of my old mm-hmm. Passport hard drives, and I uploaded it to YouTube as a private link. So I'll actually send it to you. If oh, you man, I got to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see it. Because <laughs> uh, Cassie was asking about it, like, four months ago. She was like, I wonder if that's anywhere. And so we looked and looked and looked online. We couldn't find it. And then I was going through my uh, old footage of other stuff for other things, and I was just like, "Guess what I came across?" Oh my um, god! But I mean, was in- like,
2: "I can't wait to see this thing, dude. Uh, you it's, have to send it to me."
0: Oh, it's not great. It's not great.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's that's perfect.
0: Fifteen years ago or so, while we were at Missouri Jeez. State. Yeah, it was something like that. 16 years ago, I think. Yeah. Shout out to
1: Missouri State. Yeah. Missouri State brought us together. One of the worst.
0: Uh, (laughs) worst. Well, Missouri is one of the worst, but the college itself was fine. Uh, I'm here with Jake FH. Woo. Jake. Hello. Welcome
1: back. Hello. Hello. Hello, you guys. It has been a while, Lenny, since we have been on the mic together. I know it's been just so long. It this so stupid panny. Can we call it that? The panny. Now I don't know if you can. That sounds like you're downplaying it. That's true. Like, it, it sounds like petty, like Manny Petty. Oh, it sounds like a girl's. Okay. Like, this panty is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's good to have you on here. So, is it Eric or Eric?
2: Eric. Yeah. Oh, yeah um, but, but spelled A R I C. Right. Right. Nice. Uh parents just gave it a little spin. Nice.
1: You know? I like that. A little je ne sais pas. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what that word means. I'm sorry. I might have used that incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying well, to be, this, I, cool, but... I felt the sentiment though. I felt yeah, the sentiment. You knew what I was going for. I don't uh, yeah, think I, I feel yeah that's definitely not what that means.
0: <laughs> it's a good it's good to ask how to actually pronounce a name whenever it's slightly spelled differently. I mm. I met somebody mm. today whose name was Keenan, you ready for this spelling?
2: Ooh, yes.
0: C-Y-N-A-N.
2: C-Y? No. N-A-N.
0: Kenan. When has
2: C-Y ever made that sound?
0: Key.
1: Yeah. Why I don't think I've ever...
0: Well, because uh-huh. I it, it, the craziest thing is because I I came across I like some that. some <laughs> some file that would that had this name on it, and I was just like, is this person still here? Because it was buried in some paperwork while I was cleaning, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I met him like twenty minutes later. They're like, yeah, he's the person who said that you were wondering if this paperwork is. And I was like, how do you say this? Because I was like, it's cyanin, you know, like cyanin, yeah, and That's how I would. Yeah, he was like Keenan, and I was I like, say it. it again. He was like Keenan, and I was like. One more time? <laughs> yes?
3: Yeah.
2: Spells you know, I, I get enough of that with my spelling because literally just the A is the only letter that's changed from the that's normal true. way of spelling it, you know? And when I feel like, all right, so what's your first name? And I'll spell it like, you I'll say Eric with an A or A-R-I-C. And either way, they're like, wait, what? Like, say that again? <laughs> it's A-R-I-C? Yeah. Okay. And then the, sometimes they'll add a K at the end too, even though I spell it right out for them. <laughs> like it's
0: just
2: something gets lost in translation, I guess. But I did, um, I did
0: see it on your uh, IMDb credits. They they had you as spelled different name on uh, one of the credits. I can't remember
2: what it was, too. Yeah, I think it was spelled A A R I K on one of those. I can't remember which credit either, but yeah. I mean, it, I'm used to it at this point now. You know, I. I the sentiment still getting across, you know. I still know you're talking about me, you know. Um, <laughs> I, you know, we also I, I don't kinda, have.
3: I
0: was going oh, well, to say I
2: have enough like energy to be mad about it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. just yeah.
0: We it's also have another. Issues. We we also have another uh, common thing: political machine.
2: Political machine.
1: What's that? Um,
2: so that was that was a little web series that we Brian Bailey, who went to Missouri state and Dan Ingram who went there also, um, we were all friends living out here in uh, LA and we were just trying to get started out. Like I I didn't even know exactly what I wanted to do. I was still trying to be a writer director Mm -hmm. and we decided to like slap this little web series pilot together for this competition. I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it now. But uh, Dan had this concept of this robot running for a political office <laughs> and we just we had a lot of fun with it and so we we were like self-funding this thing and uh brian's girlfriend natalie was producing it and like doing all the set dressing and all this stuff on the weekends That's sick you know and it was it was really fun really stupid uh really like silly humor and uh i mean like we were all still just learning about filmmaking but i directed an episode or two of it and i also shot a couple And I think that was kind of the turning point for me. Like, you know what? I really should be focusing on cinematography because I'm liking these days more. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's just something about cinematography just really grabbed me at that moment. I was like, you know what? This is where I want to go with it. Mm -hmm. Now, do me flex a little bit on
0: the fact that like, we can't find all of the music videos that you have done on IMDb. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> flex on you know, a couple because I know you just did um uh, Jack Harlow's. Um,
2: yeah, I, w- I was a uh, first AC on Jack Harlow's what's Poppin. Nice. Um, I was the first AC on Eminem's Godzilla. Nice. Um, I've done videos for Tyga, uh, uh Red Man oh uh, geez like i i have a running list on youtube of uh, all the links just so i can remember them all and it's at <laughs> like 100 right now and i know that i'm missing some it's, it's sick
0: i want to um, have a running list of the things i've done and i have to let <laughs> down so i remember That's well and, you sick. know because that
2: stuff doesn't really go on imdb or anything and like you know deep down i'm a huge fan of music videos so it really has been awesome getting me camera experience in that world, you know, because there's a lot of extra creativity that can be made, done in music videos. Cause you know, like you could tell a story or you don't have to, like, you can just create some really cool visuals, you know, and like every video has a different concept and it's just like, it's really exciting to me to work in that kind of medium, you know? Um, what is one but, uh,
1: of your favorite? music videos um not necessarily that you worked on but like throughout time
2: itself oh man um stuff like uh like the spike jones a lot of his work you yeah know, like, you know fat boy slim and uh far side drop um beastie boy sabotage you mm-hmm. know um that type of stuff and then you know hip-hop videos like california love and uh um, yeah. you know that type of stuff uh Big pimpin', you know, like that was that was just like it was like a million dollar production or something at the yeah, time. Yeah, I like remember that, that like video. Music video peak, like um, Nine Inch Nails, closer. Like that video really nice. hit me hard when I was growing up. I I spent a lot of time on MTV. Yeah, and Nickelodeon. You know, <laughs> That's
3: a weird combination. <laughs> I know, like you
2: know, was, like MTV was still like very much music video driven and yeah. you know they had music videos on all the time and uh, but especially with TRL you know like TRL was made it like a really big deal god that's a throwback for us old fucks
0: we're all roughly the same age so we we know TRL
2: yeah. what no, that
1: was Carson Daly,
2: and you know a lot of a lot of the influence for me or motivation to like continue working in music videos is a lot of famous directors and cinematographers that are working in movies today are they got their start there you know like that's just like david fincher is like the biggest one i can name right now like he got oh, i didn't know he with,
1: started off with music videos oh yeah
2: he did a wow. ton of music videos for like madonna and um a bunch of groups in the 80s before he finally started getting into movies nice. and all that um yeah yeah he was a big one michael bay too michael bay got started in music videos that surprises me a little less,
1: yeah. <laughs> Based but, on his recent stuff, but yeah, that's cool. I didn't yeah, know that either. Um,
2: yeah, so yeah, it always it always kind of felt natural to go that route, you know. Um, yeah, and I enjoy it. How did you get working into one it? tomorrow? Do you do you remember the first one you did? Well, I know for sure that I got into like the good paid music video work that I get through a friend like Blevins. Who introduced me to a cinematographer named Justin Jones, who was actually a B- cam operator on Dying Is Easy, which we'll talk about later. But um, Jake is dying to talk about it. Um, <laughs> you know, Justin, I, he's he's become a not only a dear friend but a, a really good mentor to me. And you know, he's taught me a lot of great things, and you know, I've kind of learned under his wing. You know, because I was I went to school for filmmaking, and you know, made my little stupid videos on the weekends and all that and like tried to get better with each thing but like you know working with him and then you know him also like being like a nice person to bounce ideas off of and stuff Mm -hmm. you know he's really taught me a lot and you know with all that experience and all those music videos I think that was like one of the biggest things that I brought to the table with Dying is Easy you know since the last thing that I shot. You know which was two years ago, I think.
1: Which what was, was that? another
2: Batman deal. Uh, it was, um, it was for the same production company as Batman Dying is Easy, but it was a superpower beatdown episode. It was for oh, Storm yeah, Batman versus uh, Killmonger. Okay, that, I saw that. That movie. was the last thing we did, and um, you know, I I wanted to best myself with this Dying is Easy, I just wanted to like do better than that job and like make the best Batman thing that I could, you know, from, from where I was, you know, bringing to the table, just because everybody was too, they were all working super hard on it. And like, they thought when we went into it, that it was going to be their swan song. It was going to be like their last Batman thing ever. So like everyone was really going hard on it. And it was like, I gotta, I gotta take it up a notch,
3: mm.
2: you know? So Um, I wouldn't have done nearly as good a job without them being involved, but especially my experience in music videos. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite a ride so far.
0: Was there a rumble that, uh, bat in the sun, that'll be their final
2: one or? Well, that was, that was the plan originally when we were shooting it. Um, you know, because of the overwhelmingly positive reaction to it and everything, there is like a rumble of there being a sequel. I don't really know if anything's in stone yet about that. Um, it's, we're it's we are already planning there. on moving on to something else this summer, uh, completely different project, but who knows? I mean, it, it, it may not be the last one.
1: Nice, I hope it's not personally. I'm So it's funny when Lenny uh, told me about you and he was like, oh, you know, I have a buddy who was a cinematographer for uh, Dying is Easy. And I was like, "Oh, I was like, does he work for Bat in the Sun?" Because I I've, I've watched literally every single superpower super beatdown like ever. I'm just a huge comic book nerd. Okay, so that's right up my alley. I'm a big fan of a uh, Wolverine versus the Predator one or yep. Scorpion yep. versus
2: the Green Ranger, shit like that. It's just cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have really crazy mashups and yeah, uh, they <laughs> like they just they for all of the new viewers, like they they haven't really been there from the beginning. You know, like the if they don't their passion has always been there, you know, mm-hmm. like they've been like, they have to be the biggest comic book nerds on the planet that I've ever met, you know, like walking into across. their apartment. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's the love is there hundred percent. I know? agree. And, uh, it's really cool being a part of that family.
1: That's know? cool. That's um, cool. Yeah. When I watch it, you could feel it. I was like, Oh, this is like made mm-hmm. not just by like typical production crew, but like, like nerds are clearly behind this, you know, people who have, yeah, read yeah. Stuff. Yeah. So and so dying is easy, uh, because I I like that dude's portrayal of Batman. I think he he's big enough and
2: he's yeah. perfect. Yeah, he's, he's perfect. He's a, he's a really good. Guy. Um, yeah, and none of his camera tricks either. Like he really is six foot five. He looks it. And he's he, huge. <laughs> you know he's and he really is 240 50 pounds worth of muscle. Like nice. he's a beast of a human being. <laughs> and you know it's like he just walks in the room and it's like Batman, you know, like I can't believe Batman is standing right there, you know, but like he's got a lot of experience doing it. And I think that was one of the things that led into it kind of being a swan song was that like, he's been playing Batman for 16 years uh, on screen. And then he also was, uh, he was also the man in the suit at like comic cons and like, that's cool. You know, you know, boots for Warner Brothers type stuff in DC. You know, like he he's always been Batman. You know, uh, he never got his due on the big screen. And somehow, some fans found him and Aaron, the writer director and uh, guy who played Joker. I think he bumped into him at Comic Con or whatever, uh, you know, way way back when in like 2003 or something, and they kind of just you know bonded and you know they started working together like kevin porter's been in a bunch of bat the sun stuff you know mm-hmm. beyond just batman um because he's he's really great actor and he's a really great friend he's really like supportive and like he's just a good person to work with and be around you know That's so cool. it was really it was really cool doing this especially because um i had the first experience with flashpoint batman but like this was my first time with the actual Batman character and was really awesome seeing him bring it to life. You know, that's, that's what, cool, was right? it
0: intimidating to watch him do stuff?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, cause he's, he's very wide, you know, broad shouldered <laughs> barrel chested. And like, yeah, when he has the big. suit on and everything, like he's even know, bigger doorways, with the suit on. Yeah. Yeah. He's even bigger with the suit on and like doorways are, are not an easy feat for him or like hallways. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, it's, and, like, he really does embody the role so well that it's like, wow. Like, this is how I would imagine him being in real life if he was actually, like, an actual superhero, you know? Yeah. It, it's crazy. It's crazy. How hard was it to do a lot of the shots via
0: green screen, and how much of that, like, was helpful via doing music videos? Like, did it translate there? or Well...
2: I didn't really have a whole lot of um, control over what the the imagery composite was going to be, as far as the green screen goes. That's for Aaron and Nikolai, the visual effects supervisor, Mm -hmm. uh, who's a brilliant, talented man. Like, he really is. Uh, Like, he just blows me away every time. And this time is no different. I I had expectations. You know, I knew kind of what was going to be going on, like, what kind of portrayal of Gotham aaron was trying to go for which i loved I by the way i love it too man I like it's it's dark you know it, you get a little bit of that like art deco like gargoyle action in the there. gargoyles like, you
1: guys had the even for for specific comic book fans like myself <laughs> you guys had the blimps it's a very comic book blinks, thing.
2: we like that, we, and you know the subtle touches like the iceberg lounge and hour yeah. and like Uh, What was the Gotham Gazette at the end? You know, just like all those little tiny touches come from their love for Batman in comic books, you know? And I hadn't seen a Gotham quite like that before. Mm -hmm. And it was really cool to at least be like a part of that, you know, creating that. That's cool. Are
1: you a a fan of Batman, regardless of being involved in their productions?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm certainly not as... uh, well read on the comic books as they are. Um, I've read a few, uh, I, especially the killing joke, like killing joke is my favorite of uh, graphic novel type stories that they have going on. But a lot of my Batman love comes from the movies Mm. and the TV shows, you know, like I grew up watching, uh, Adam West, Batman, same, you know, um, Michael Keaton, Batman, you know, uh, and I really liked Val Kilmer Batman and then George Clooney just kind of ruined it. With, <laughs> you know? But um I don't think it was then, George Clooney's fault though entirely. Those were I don't think so either, but yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Weren't written very well. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But um you know, like all my love comes from that and and stuff like Arkham Asylum, the the video game. Oh yeah. Like that was such a blast of a game like you know it's really batman at his finest you know uh because he's full-on detective mode you know he's like looking for clues for stuff and it's more than just like you know blowing stuff up and kicking and punching everything you know and it, yeah that was a huge influence on dying Easy. was arkham asylum especially with the lighting
1: yeah so one thing i noticed uh one of the shots i wanted to talk about was batman coming into arkham as he's walking through the hallway and you see mm. him go through the hallways, go through the doors, and then you see each inmate. And I just thought that was a really cool shot following him from behind.
2: Well, thanks, man. You know, like that was that was one of the bigger technical achievements that we had going on in this film. Because we, in the past with everything else, we either used uh, like a Dana dolly, which is just like a like six foot long dolly that you move the camera on uh, to do moves. Or we do handheld or we throw it on a tripod. Like those were the like three basic camera movements that we typically had or camera supports that we typically had. But with this short, I really pushed hard to get extra people involved, especially Justin Jones, who is a fantastic gimbal operator. And uh, when we were kind of scoping out the set i was like you know it'd be really cool if we do a one like you know start at his feet and like come up come through the door and like walk let him pass by and like That's see cool. the ears in the in the window you know and like kind of just keep following him down the hallway and that was like one of the first things that we did on the first day and like that oh, really wow. wow like yeah it was um I think it was like probably hour two or hour three into the day. Like it, was, it was a long day, but that was one of the first things we did.
0: They're like, get and this difficult shot.
1: How long did it take to plan out and then execute?
2: Uh, I mean, it, the biggest hurdle was, the, like I said, you know, Kevin is very large. Imposing uh, <laughs> is just figuring out how to get, enough space for Justin to you know get against the wall and Kevin (laughs) to pass by and the shot still be usable and you know it took us a few tries but they figured it out and it came out beautifully it was literally exactly how I imagined it in my head and it's one of my proudest moments of the whole thing it's
1: it's very noticeable and like it stood out to me when I was watching it I was like that's a cool shot I was like that's a really
2: cool yeah yeah it was really cool that whole sequence is awesome um You know, seeing all those other characters come to life, I think that my biggest regret is just not being able to make the film longer and have more scenes with those characters. Like, they they all were just so perfect. Oh, I would you know? easily watch a two-hour
1: version of that film. Hey, fingers crossed. Hey, Maybe hey, we can make if, like if Zack Snyder can make a four-hour Justice League movie, you guys, <laughs> you guys can make a two-hour yeah. movie. Yeah,
2: yeah. That, w- oh, that would be awesome. I mean, we, no, I can't imagine a- anything making us happier than that
0: how many days were you guys on for that? Cause it was, it's at, all said and done. It's about 28 minutes, I believe. Was it right? Yeah. It, yeah I
2: think it's 25, like 26. 26, 26. Yeah, 25, 26, yeah,
0: 25, right under 26 minutes. How many days did you guys spend filming that? Hmm. Well, it was
2: originally it was five. Um, but then Due to some script changes, and we had a there was a fight sequence that we had shot at Arkham on day one, which is part of what made the day so long. Um, it's not in the movie,
0: so you're telling me there's.
2: Not- Extra footage somewhere. There is extra footage. But oh, man, I want to see that. Who knows if we'll ever see it. Um, I don't know if Aaron has any plans on releasing it, if it, anything. Release um, the
1: Aaron cut. But, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was a whole other sequence there that we shot, and then um, we spent a day on a green screen with Michael Madsen, so all of his stuff was shot in a day. And then... The remaining three days were Kevin and Aaron at the Arkham cell rec room. And part of what made that, those days, or, you know, we could have probably shot it in two days, but in, it became three because one Aaron was kind of, he did two performances of the Joker. Uh, one that was what you saw, which is more comic book and more animated and there's another one that's a little bit more toned down a little bit more grounded mm-hmm. and he chose this one for this but he there's rumors that he might do a black and white re-edit like a mm-hmm. noir cut is what he called it mm-hmm. and incorporating some of those other performances into it so it'd be like a slightly different movie which is exciting
0: like the Zack yeah. snyder
2: version yeah where he did <laughs> yeah, of- yeah 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 and you know uh who knows when that's going to happen? Because, like I said, we've got another big project on the horizon that we've been planning for for a while, and now we just don't know where all the, this is going to fit in. But, now,
0: is this something your purpose? Are you are you able to tell us? Yeah, about I was going say
2: this big something. Uh, or? Uh, no, no, I'll, I'll talk about it. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's another project of theirs. They it's. It's an original idea. It's called Legend of the White Dragon and it, it is heavily inspired by Power Rangers, but it's all new <laughs> stuff. It's nice. And it's going to be awesome. Um I don't have a whole lot of details and if I did I couldn't I couldn't talk about them, but I haven't even seen a script yet. So, um I just know like the visual concept and like I've seen uh they just did a test fitting of the one of the suits on Monday. And he sent me a video of it. And I was like, Dude, This is gonna be sweet. This is gonna be dope. This is gonna be dope. Who's it's making like, these?
0: Who's making these suits? And how is he affording to make these suits?
1: Well, the that suit was really cool, by the way. Suit. The suit oh was my god, awesome. that was a dope ass suit. suit.
2: Awesome. <laughs> that suit was awesome. That suit was awesome. Is that part of the um, to,
0: Indiegogo's? Is that part of the the cost go to making these?
2: Yeah, a lot of, a lot of money went towards the suit. I actually don't know the exact figure, but I know that it's over ten grand that went to that suit. They, they had to make, They made a lot of towels um, for perks for Indiegogo, um, and he had. I mean, Kevin had to do a ten or eleven test fittings in order to get that thing to fit right. You know, <laughs> oh, um, so you know it, it was a lot of effort, a lot of money. Uh, but shout out to Sean Reeves for his amazing work on the suit. Like it was unreal, really good, unreal. Uh, Reeves FX. He he does a lot of stuff. He's on Instagram. Check him out. Uh, His stuff is incredible. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll look that up too, just because that's yeah, yeah. R
2: e e v z f x. Hell yeah.
0: So I I got. I need to know ten grand to make myself a suit like that. Okay, cool. That's what I need.
2: I mean, I'm sure it's (laughs) less. But Lenny, you're you're skinnier. (laughs) They had probably less.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they had had less material.
2: material. They had to get a lot of different materials made for the suit, you know, like yeah. the, especially the stuff around the abs. You know, the it kind of has like a nice little texture to it. Yeah, it looked they, like almost they like had to Kevlar like make type that. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the quality of the suit was just insane.
0: Just Unreal. Awesome. Yeah, it was so yeah. awesome. What were you gonna say, Jake? You were about to say something?
1: Oh, I, I got to ask. What seems to me like the obvious question is. What was it like working with Michael Madsen? That was the huge. As soon as I saw him, I was like, "Get the fuck out!" Is that Michael Madsen?
2: You know, it was. It really was awesome. Um, I bet he's he's just a a great human being. He's really down to earth. uh, Like, just to like kind of humanize him a little bit Um, in his writer. You know, like uh, most actors of his caliber have a writer. Things that they require in their dressing room stuff that comfort food that type of stuff well he asked for chocolate milk because (laughs) he asked for chocolate milk because uh he never gets to drink any at home because his kids drink it all
1: (laughs) like when i saw
2: that i was like all right this like you know he's he's not nearly as intimidating now you know like because you you see him in stuff like reservoir dogs and you know kill kill bill he's super intimidating yeah like kill bill like i mean geez, like but he's he's really great. He's really awesome uh, to work with, and he he really brought something special to the character.
1: Yeah, when I saw that, I'm familiar with the character uh, Harvey Bullock. Mm-hmm.
2: When
1: I saw that, I was like, damn, that's actually like really good casting. Like, just just cast him in a Warner yeah. Brothers picture as Harvey Bullock, and I'll be I'd be happy with that.
2: Like, yeah, I, I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, and I wish I knew the story of how they even got him. Um, yeah, right. But we you know we only had him for eight hours or so. Um, oh wow! So it was—it was pretty tight, like getting all that coverage done. But um, we got it, and it was a great day. That's was there really two camera
0: day. operators? Was it? Just- yeah, we had
2: we had two cameras on a lot of stuff, especially the Batman Joker stuff. Um, you know, one one reason was because you know we only had Madison for eight hours, so we yeah uh-huh. you know, we have to get him and get everything. And two, uh, you know, stuff for like Batman and Joker coverage, like Kevin could really only be in the suit comfortably for like twenty minutes at a time before he started out beating because there's it doesn't oh, breathe. And oh, I, yeah, I didn't so think we'd, about that. He'd have to literally like we'd have to cut and he'd have to sit down and in you can't see it, but inside the room there is an air conditioning unit. And we would literally sit him down right in front of that air conditioner <laughs> blasting into his face and neck and like, oh, you know, like wow. that unzipped the suit, um, you know, him full of water, you know, and like, you, you can't see it in, in his performance, but like he, he really, he brought a great performance, all things considered, you know, like just yeah. because we shot this in like August in LA. Oh, ever- damn. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it was, it was hot. Yeah. And you know, so he, he mentioned it at some point, like in one of the hottest days that, you know, he, when we realized that we need to start taking longer breaks for him, he's like, you know, his, you get foggy, like you can't think, you know, yeah. and like you stop being the character, you know, so like when we, when we started saying like, all right, we only shoot for 20 minutes and then we take a break just put a lot of pressure on me especially but i mean everybody else like you know like we got to get this and you know we don't well, let's not kill this man
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, oh it's, not, it's not worth that you know no like fucking you know, kill don't, batman lose a you don't want to be the thing, guy that you know? kills batman that's not good no 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 <laughs> and but once we got into the rhythm of all that like it, it was it all came together um but you know that was just one of many little hurdles that we had to jump through that's so or cool. jump over yeah was it difficult running two
0: cameras at once?
2: It was in that little room. Yeah. Um, that little rec room is only like, I don't know, nine or ten feet wide. Like, oh,
3: damn. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, it was, it was tough at times, but um, the green screen, not so much. Um, and the Arkham Day, we, we ran two cameras sometimes, but it was mostly one on that day. Just, you know, especially in the cells, because the cells were, you know, not that big either. Um, and just the, the coverage that we were doing, it wasn't really conducive for two. Hmm. So um, the second camera kind of just fell, fell in for uh, time, you know, just try to save time and like try to capture both performances, you know, of them each playing off of each other. It was, you know, it was kind of important too, hmm. you know, um, because a lot of this felt like, more of a play you know like more of a it's it's more flowery comic book dialogue but it's it's more of like more of just a play you know two characters in a room mm-hmm. you know battling it out with words yeah
1: we're have, yeah, excuse me your previous experience doing music videos have you had you already done a lot of green screen work
2: yeah a fair amount um it's it's not super common, but it's fairly common, okay. um, you know. But a a lot of I've done a lot of stuff on white psych, which is the same thing. But um, you'll you'll see it in a lot of like beauty or like uh, really poppy commercial type music videos where the mm-hmm. background's all white and it seems like an endless background.
3: That's mm, okay. a white psych. <laughs> gotcha. And
2: so it's we've done like done a lot I of stuff remember. on one of those. And, you know, you can also change the color of that background if you want, just by bouncing some light on it, you know, that type of thing. It can be any color you like, or you can even make it green if you wanted to, but um, i worked on those a lot. But as far as like the compositing and stuff, like I really don't have a whole lot of experience myself with it. Like I've done a little bit of stuff on, um, it was a short film I did with uh, my friends, Brian Bailey and Matt Jackson, a few years back. And I tried my hand at it. It's really difficult stuff. Like no, <laughs> it's just like I just I don't know if I have the brain for it. It's just like a whole different level. And, um, so that's why I can't give enough props to Nikolai on dying is easy. Like he really blew me away. Nice. Really blew me away. So there is so working
0: on those kinds of things, either the green screen or the white psych, doesn't necessarily make your job as the c- cinematographer more difficult
2: or uh, slightly different does that make sense it's different it's different you know like you know when you're when you're shooting in an actual location you can see the environment you can light it you know specifically you know like what it's going to look like you can see Mm -hmm. it through the camera but like when you're on a green screen stage it's like you have to you have to imagine more stuff Ah. you know it's like okay so like how like what what floor are we on you know like what time of night is it? You know, uh, what kind of buildings are behind us? That kind of thing. You know, and like, uh, are there any lights coming from those buildings? And if so, what color are they? You know, that type of thing. Like, oh, those you know, um, and especially stuff like, uh, the end scene with Madsen and him at the, the crime scene with all the police cars and everything though. You know, I was asking a lot of questions like, all right, so where, where are the police cars and what, like, what angle are they at and that type of stuff? Because mm-hmm. I did a little bit of extra lighting just to accentuate those things in the frame. Like mm-hmm. you see it on his face and jacket and like the back of his legs with different uh, like headlight and like red and blue flashing lights yeah. that are hitting him. And it's just like a little bit of extra thing to like add them into that environment. That really brings it together. You know, that's
0: cool. How big was the crew on yeah. Dying Was Easy or Dying Is Easy?
2: Oh man, I can't remember exactly how many it is. Something like 15 or 20. Oh, um, damn, you got a pretty big crew then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, all things considered, we have a pretty big crew. Um, uh, everybody was wearing at least one hat, you know, like doing a bunch of extra work. You know to really bring this whole thing together just like we we had a budget of about 70 something thousand dollars i don't want to say it was 73. Uh, they raised on indiegogo and then they also matched some of that too but uh, you know a lot of that money had to go to perks you know like getting posters printed and cowls made and DVDs or you know, Blu-rays made and that type of stuff.
0: And uh, Michael Matson. Yeah.
2: And Michael and, and, Yeah. You, know, you know, we had <laughs> Michael Madsen and Doug Jones. Yeah. And Doug Jones. I love know, it. Like Amy, and like Amy Johnston and like, it's you know, just everybody, uh, was definitely working for cheaper than they should be going for. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for us to make, make the budget. But like, Everybody involved was so passionate about being in it. Like Michael Madsen, he was like, I remember him saying that he was really excited to be in this thing because he he was excited to uh, show his son or his kids that he was in a Batman movie, you know, the yes. Batman thing. You know, it's like everybody had their own motivations in being in it, but like everybody brought something awesome to the table, and they they deserve a lot. And praise
0: and money. I I, I almost forgot for a brief second that Doug Jones was in it uh, until you. It's the Riddler. Yeah, I just completely forgot. Um, That's such. That's that's so cool. That's Mm -hmm. so cool. And in three days, potentially uh, under three days, you guys did it all.
2: Uh, what the um Arkham?
0: Yeah the yeah the filming right? Didn't you say? Was well, we, we did originally
2: five, five. Oh, you did five, um, okay. okay. Yeah, it was five. Three days with Batman and Joker. Oh, um, I got you, okay. But that, that could have been two, and that was a point I was meant to make earlier, but it could have been two um, because uh, if we just did one performance from Aaron, but two, we had to reshoot a lot of stuff of uh, Kevin Porter's coverage because I lit it wrong. And, like, it still looked good. It was still It was still a decent Batman. It was kind of like... Michael Keaton beauty light kind of Batman, uh-huh. <laughs> and it, and it wasn't it wasn't right, and like as bummed as I was to have to reshoot like half a day worth of stuff, um, I'm really glad that we did because I'm way prouder of the lighting on his coverage from the rest of that. Well, yeah, I mean, so, go sorry. ahead, go ahead. Jake.
1: Well, I just because like it's funny you said beauty light. And I was like, yeah, but like Batman and Gotham, it's such a dark, grim world to begin with. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a dark world. And like Arkham Asylum, the video game is really dark. And, dark, yeah. You know, the two other movies that uh, when Aaron and I were talking about like references was like, what, what other movies do you envision looking like this? He said Seven and Fight Club. Yeah. And I was like, I got it. I got it. So I got to play with color and, and we're playing with texture and, you know, we're we're getting really cinematic with this, you know, and I, I, I couldn't be happier with the way it all turned out.
1: One of the coolest things I liked was at the end when Bullock and Batman are talking, it's Bullock, I think, leaves the crime scene a little bit or is in that alleyway and he's talking. Mm-hmm. And the camera's facing him. And then from out behind him, you see Batman come out yeah like, it comes it out of darkness Yeah, it comes out of darkness i was like oh, "Ah, yeah, it's so man. cool awesome
2: yeah. it was so awesome,
1: <laughs> it, was <So> awesome. awesome.
2: <laughs> it was so cool mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah no, that was yeah. cool. and you know it's just for me being a cursory fan of batman compared to everybody else like you know it's still like just so cool bringing stuff like this to life you know because like this stuff doesn't exist anywhere else like we were we were mixing like the killing joke and a death in the family and like yeah. Batman the animated series and Arkham Asylum, like all this like melting pot of all things Batman going into it, you know, and like it it really is incredible.
1: And fans pick up on that, especially like you know, comic book fans in general. They're really passionate about their characters being done, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I got I got text messages from all of my friends before we I even knew you were coming on, I mm-hmm. was like, dude, have you seen uh it's like random Batman short. I was like, no, what? And then they showed it to me and I was like, Oh, this is good. And like anyone who grew up on the animated series, especially like it almost right. like, it was like a homage to that. So it was, yeah.
2: Yeah. Was yeah. Cool. That one was a huge influence on the whole thing for sure. Nice. Um, especially, you know, having Bullock, you know, one thing, but um, yeah, just the look of it, you know, like we wanted to, we wanted a dark Batman, nice, you know, and like, but not like, you know, the Zack Snyder Batman, you know, like, I, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that as a negative thing. Cause like, I, I do like Zack Snyder's Batman and Aaron does too. Like, you know, I think he, I think he really dug Ben Affleck as Batman, but yeah. you know, it's like, we, we wanted to do something our own, but we, we like that kind of Batman, you know, yeah. like, like the Christopher Nolan Batman, I actually just watched uh, Batman Begins and Dark Knight again recently uh, just because, and you know, like I really like a lot of the shadows and stuff that they put him in in that movie. Like the the blacks are really dark and all of that, but like Gotham isn't dark though. Like yeah, you know, it's, it's like a well lit Chicago, and it just feels it doesn't feel right. You yeah. Know? So this was really a cool experience trying to get that feel right. You know. Yeah. No, that was cool. Mm-hmm. No one noticed.
0: Did uh, any of your friends? Did you tell any of your friends that you're having that you're talking to the cinematographer and they'd be like ah ask them this ask them that
1: no they they they're pretty they're pretty psyched though because uh just because like i started a comic book podcast like literally a month ago and then when i Mm -hmm. found out you were going to be on i was like oh that's perfect like that's so cool so hell yeah it's yeah no that's awesome Mm -hmm.
0: what was your uh what was the most difficult thing outside of the reshoots uh and then I guess apparently that shot that you got from the, the legs up and around Batman, was there anything that you – was there any kind of um, uh, obstacle, other big obstacle that you had to overcome while, while filming?
2: Well, you know, it was – Was this, was was this during COVID? Yeah, this was all during COVID too. Um, <laughs> when did you film it? Supposed- you filmed it
0: last summer? Last
2: August? Yeah, last August. Okay. So, oh yeah, that's um, prime time but, COVID. But we were we were supposed to start shooting it that March in 2020. Of course, um, oh, no. because <laughs> I think the the Indiegogo had just finished in like January or something like that, February mm-hmm. maybe, and um, everything just came to a screeching halt um, for production uh, because we were deemed non-essential people uh, in the eyes of. I mean, government and everything so we couldn't work and so it there was a lot of like oh yeah i think we're gonna film next month or like in you know may whatever and we didn't really know for sure until the summer and then um there was actually there was a moment where we almost didn't think we were gonna make it at all just uh i don't want to say specifically what it was but kevin had some health issues that he had to overcome before he could start filming and um Kudos to him for being such a trooper because he would never know it. Nice. Um, he really is. Uh, he, well, he really po- is a beast.
0: He posted about it on his like Instagram, I believe. So it, it's pretty mm. common knowledge because he was saying how yeah. it, was, it wasn't it wasn't COVID related. It was he had some kind of like kidney issue yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
2: it was, it was issues with his kidneys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he. It was it was days before we were supposed to start shooting. then uh, he had to go to the hospital for everything and it was just like, Yeah, I right. Is he gonna be able to do it? Like, because if we don't have him, we don't really have a movie, you know? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. like who else do we put in the suit? You know, it's you, Eric. We put, they put you in the <laughs> yeah, suit. <right>. Yeah, <laughs> right. oh, there's oh, no way in hell, hell I would turn in, in <laughs> half a performance is good
0: as. It. No way. No way. Um, no way. Oh, I'm not sure the last one in your chin
2: so it's like (laughs) yeah i mean in order
1: to be batman you have to have have a very distinguished chin
2: yeah yeah and so that was a thing and then um i guess the i guess the biggest hurdle really was just the having to take the breaks for kevin you know Mm -hmm. um because, like, you know, we had we had a bunch of extra people on this crew that we don't normally have that really helped a lot. Um, so we're, we didn't have to do multiple takes of things. Like, we, we kind of got it in the first one or two. Nice. Um, people like focus pullers, like my friends Cole Brewer and Spencer Wood, they, they both came in to help us out with uh, keeping stuff in focus, and um, which can be tough um, when you're operating the camera yourself. And moving, and you know the characters are moving, and like, I don't know, it was it was just like extra touch um, that I, I think helps everything move smoothly. And stuff like my friend Mike coming on as a gaffer to help light the scenes, um, you know that that really helped with time um, and all that. So, you know, we we really brought a lot of extra stuff to the table than we normally do with the Batman Sun production. Because those are made out of just pure love and like, um, you know, it's literally just a group of friends coming together. But like, you know, we brought a few extra people on this one mm-hmm. to make it a production, you know, yeah. like make it bigger.
1: If you if you do a sequel, I want to audition for the Penguin. <laughs> <Ooh>. mm-hmm. <laughs> and Lenny, That'd you should sweet. audition for Robin, the Boy Wonder. I mean, you're, Ooh! <laughs> yeah. you're an older Robin, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the, well, I'm yeah. the one right before he dies because there's. <laughs> oh, um, that would be cool. You could did. be the one that dies. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah, that would have to be a flashback type thing in this sure. sequel if we did it, but that would be cool. Uh, I think that it fits the darker tone of. Everything that we've been trying to go for with it, so yeah, and they totally allude to it yeah. in, in the, the uh,
1: film when Joker talks about killing him. So yeah, his whole monologue, yeah, yeah. So Aaron, yeah. Aaron wrote, directed, and starred in it. Yes, yes. That's sick. How was it he's, working with him as a director?
2: Uh, it's it's great working with him as a director because he really does know exactly what he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where uh, it, it was some, it was a bit of a struggle for me initially when I first started working with him as a cinematographer but I've gotten a lot better about it now and it's, there are times when he can't exactly explain what he's looking for so I'll just hand the camera over and he'll shoot it himself uh, like he really, he is very smart, very intelligent filmmaker he understands the, the core material um, he can do a lot of things and a lot of things will and you know he really is a powerhouse uh and his dad too his dad sean i mean he's he's no different like those guys are are what i imagine the coen brothers being like like two halves (laughs) of the same brain yeah you know because like aaron's got the acting chops he's got the writing chops and directing and they co-direct scenes together but you know because aaron was on screen so much of this sean did a lot of the directing you know but um Aaron, also, uh, I didn't. I guess I didn't realize it was his dad.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the dad. names,
0: but I didn't see. I guess I didn't put that. together. I didn't realize
1: that. I didn't put that together either.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's his dad. Who? Uh, fun little fact about Sean. He's. Uh, I don't want to say official because I don't know who would make it official, but let's say unofficial. Uh, first cosplayer to ever exist uh, in the form of Darth Darth Vader in 1977. Whoa. He made his own, made his own Darth Vader suit. It's on his Instagram. It's incredible.
1: Uh, but like,
2: you yeah, know, he's like Aaron came from nerd blood, you know. Like so, like those two guys, they are just like pop culture, <laughs> like encyclopedias, you know. Nerd the, blood. Like, nerd <laughs> blood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Their blood is thick with comic book and sci-fi and that type of stuff. You know? Nice. But Sean, you know, like, he's he's a great director on his own. He also did a lot of the art direction, so a lot of the props uh, and set dressing for him. Uh, he made a lot of the props on the Batman Sun stuff, like any any character that has a gun or some kind of weapon, he probably made it, nice. you know? Um, he writes the music. All the music in this film was original and written by him. Um, wow. Wow. Yeah, like, they're both really, really incredible creative people that's cool
1: yeah so what would be because you said you had went to school originally or when you came out here you envisioned yourself being a writer director do you still have Mm. any desire to do that
2: Mm, i'm sure yeah it it is fun um i maybe later on in the career but yeah there's just something about cinematography that i want to keep focusing on heavily you know I, I have written some scripts uh i've started them and haven't finished them you know uh, especially during sure. the pandemic <laughs> you know especially during the pandemic that was something creative to do because for a while i couldn't make movies at all yeah. you know so like got to get that creative juice out somehow and you know so started working on some stuff but gotta finish it kind of thing but um i mean yeah like cinematography really is like the thing that i want to focus the most energy on for right now What would be, I guess, like either,
1: I'm trying to think how I want to word this, like what would be either your like passion project to shoot or who would you love to shoot with as far as a director goes? Where's the
2: director goes? I mean, one of my favorite directors of all time is Martin Scorsese. Nice. Uh, That would be really cool, but that would be. Some pretty big shoes in fill, uh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know. But um, or uh, you know, like Tarantino's another one. I'd love to work with him, see how he does his thing. Yeah. Um, every director has their own style, you know, mm. and uh, Aaron and Sean are no different. They they have very specific ideas about what they want and how to execute it, and you know they they just. It's it's really good to know you're going into work with a director that knows what he wants because mm-hmm. not a director that doesn't know what he wants or she. Uh, it, it makes your day super long and super frustrating. And you might shoot a bunch of footage that you don't even need or like, you know, like wasting your time. And it's like when you're dealing with that amount of money that came from close to 2,500 backers, you know, like we have to give it everything we've got and like, you know, do this right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Did you, uh, did
0: you feel, did did you, I was going to say, did you guys feel pressured by any chance? Like in it, was there a sense of like, Oh shit, this, there's like real weight. yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, because there were so many delays on the production. You know, gotcha. supposed, we were supposed to be filming it in March 2020. You know, like, all those people that donated all that money were, you know, asking every day, like... Where is yeah,
1: it's like, hey, where the fuck... You where's know? my money going
2: towards? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. where, Where's And not to mention, like, their perks. Like, where are my perks? Like, where's my poster and all this stuff? You know, yeah. like, There's all that pressure, you know, and then... Oh, do you have a poster? I want to see what it looks like. I don't have one yet. They, oh, uh, I think okay. they just... Got them printed recently. Okay, uh, you'll get one though, right? I, yeah, I'm gonna get uh, <laughs> one. are like
0: they're pretty. That. They're
2: pretty sweet. Uh, I bet. Pretty sweet. There's two of them. Nice. But um, but yeah, I mean, there there's definitely a lot of pressure there, and you know, Bat in the Sun has a huge community. They have like two and a half million subscribers on YouTube. Like just wait, so they, many. They have a lot of eyes. So like, you know, there's there's a lot of pressure just delivering a product at all you know, let alone a good one, you
0: know, 4.35 million views dying wow. as right this moment. Wow. 4.3
1: mil. Crazy. Oh, you said 4.3. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. 4.3 mil. Nice.
2: Unreal, man.
1: So how does it work as far as like, cause I saw the disclaimer in the beginning, but like, I guess I I just don't know. I just don't know for my own. Do you have, like, uh, by doing that, is it guaranteed that, like, Warner
2: Brothers doesn't come after you? Well, DC has has a rule that you can use those characters in any kind of fan film that you like. You just can't make money off of it. So it has to be not-for-profit. So, you know, in Bat in the Sun's case, like a lot of their stuff's monetized, but all that money just goes right into the next production. You know, yeah. they just keep rolling it over into the next thing and they keep the whole thing alive because it costs a lot of money yeah. to make that stuff, oh, especially at sure. the quality that they make it at, you know? So, um, yeah, it's uh, – the, the momentum of this is undoubtedly because of – their fan base like their fan base is huge and passionate and really positive and like you know whenever they put something out people just jump on it oh yeah they, I, I, know, I jump it's on like it literally everything like everything me to too. Like I get excited, you know, set it's like, Oh yes, yeah, that thing's out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know,
0: are there, are there, cause you're talking about the um, the next project being loosely based off of, you know, the power Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. But is there, is there, Something that you that maybe that they're talking about doing that's more full featured than then these
2: that will be a feature link. Okay. Nice. Uh, that is, is going to be a feature link production. Uh, cool. probably 90 minutes, maybe a little bit longer. Um I don't I won't know until I see the script. Of course. But we are shooting for a feature link project.
1: Hell
0: now yeah. is that going to be um fan funded? How is how is that
2: one's fan funded as well, yeah. That one, uh the Indiegogo launched around the same time as the Batman and Dying the Easy one did. And that one raised five hundred thousand. Oh wow. Um and same deal. Uh, you know, the perks uh and Wait, all this, of that this costs the lot money's of money. Already,
0: the the Indiegogo is already over and you've got
1: half yeah. of Yeah. Oh fuck. Oh, okay. I didn't I misunderstood that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's already they they already reached their goal and now they're in like stretch goals and stuff. Damn, nice. So, Fuck um, yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's huge. Like yeah, like I said, their fan base is huge. Um they are huge. And so, but again, like a lot of that money is going to have to go towards, you know, getting perks made, you know, stuff like that, um mailing it all out to people, um and stuff like getting the suits made, which they've already started getting made. Like a, I just saw a t- video of a fitting from Monday. Um, Very cool. You know, that type of stuff. So like the wheels are already in motion with, with that production. Uh, so, you know, that's that's where I'm like, well, where are we going to do the Batman thing? Like if we do the sequel, like I have no idea where it's going to fit in the schedule, you know? So I mean, um, even just see. Fit, I, lo- I love, um, because
0: I, I don't fully know how Indiegogo works that well. And so mm. I'm looking at the Batman, uh, the dying is easy one. And it is like the stretch goals is like, you know, at 25K is our main goal, but at 30K, we can add another k- mm. cameo. At 50K, we can extend it to uh, more for more action, 75K. Um, you know, we can add another like two other characters, you know, at 100 yeah, okay, you know, it's and that's exactly
2: what happened because when we when we first started shooting it, the film was going to be like fifteen minutes, and they kept the fundraiser open and they raised some more money, and uh, we ended up extending the film with um, the fight sequence in the apartment with uh, Jervis Fetch. Yeah, the Man Hatter. The Mad Hatter. Mm-hmm. That scene was added later, and the cut scene at the end with Catwoman that was also added as well. um, because of the the stretch goals being met, and so we we have a twenty five minute film because of that. You know, it would have been, I, I still think it would have been a very good film, but it wouldn't be this. Hmm. I love that, you know little, I love mean? the um, little
0: addition
1: of the Mad Hatter. I love that kind of. I thought it was awesome. a really
2: great touch. Yeah. And yeah. he gets, was, he
1: never gets used in mainstream Batman media. Yeah. so. I mean, he's, he's
2: on Gotham, but you know, like he hasn't really been done very much like Joker has, you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was, it was a really nice touch. Jamie Costa really put in a great performance on that. Yeah, I oh, that like that he was a is, pedophile. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that was yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, Jamie Costa's is a fan film. Uh, what's virtuoso, I think, would be a good word for it <laughs> in his own right, you know, with uh, Kenobi. If you've seen that, he made a Star Wars fan film. Oh, wow, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Jake, Jake uh, now knows what
0: he's going to be watching later. Oh, yeah, yeah,
2: check it out. Check <laughs> it out. He, he did a great
1: job on it. Is that also bad in the sun?
2: Uh, no, that was with his. I uh, can't remember what company or whatever, but it was it was on his own terms. But cool. um, it, but yeah, like uh, it with the Indie Go Go going as well as it did, it was it really wouldn't have been same film without it, you know? Like we wouldn't have gotten Jamie Costa or Doug Jones or Michael Madsen or any of those people. Like we still would have had the story. You know and we still could have probably pulled off a lot of the visuals because that's what we've been doing for a long time but like all of those extra little sprinkles really brought it up you know really like just made it up come all together you know yeah
0: because i think a lot of uh people's like initial reactions too is like oh they got like michael vatson mm-hmm. you know like what i'm saying as soon as right. like. They're like, oh shit, oh shit. You know, there's several mm-hmm. oh shit moments. I there's think, a lot of oh shit it. moments, yeah. But like yeah. in a positive there are way, quite you few, know.
2: Actually, uh
0: uh-huh. Uh, Doug mm-hmm. Jones. Oh shit! Like literally, it was like, yeah. oh. oh my God. Okay. You
2: <laughs> yeah, know? and you know, when we first started making the movie, and you know, the budget was really fluid and flexible because it was the Indie Go Go was still going. You know, I I only started finding out about that stuff as you know things were actually cemented in stone you know like i didn't know we were going to be shooting with michael Matson until like a couple of weeks before same thing with doug jones like he was basically a last minute deal oh wow well
0: with and every, with was- covid i'm sure they're also too just like fuck yeah get me some you know let me work a little right. bit i just want to get out of the house mm-hmm. and
1: like do shit Sure, yeah, these
0: perks are like 25 bucks, you get a copy plus the soundtrack. Like, I mean, you know, the the music was Mm -hmm. in like uh original and amazing, like,
2: all original. And what's really cool about the music is that that's a Batman theme that they've crafted over many years. Mm -hmm. Um, because this isn't their first Batman fan film, this is geez, like the fifth or sixth, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, started back in like 2005 with Patient J, um, and then what was it, Batman Legends and Seeds of Arkham, City of Scars. Like you know, so like that that theme has sort of been like a, a motive for a, a little while. You know, but like this is like the most grand and epic version of it. And <laughs> when I heard it for the first time, I was like, it gave me chills, dude. Yeah. It, it, like goosebumps, man. Sean like, is so good
1: so good that's so cool i gotta go back yeah. and watch those other films
2: i never even knew highly that. recommend highly recommend it uh, oh, yeah, city it of something. scars especially um kevin porter played batman in that one as well um nice. it's a different joker uh that's played by paul molnar who was also the joker in their first film patient j nice. but um it's it's also a really dark version of Gotham and Batman doing his thing, you know, what he does best with the detective skills and like, they put a lot of production value in that for way less of a budget um, 10 years ago, you know, nice. and like it's, Batman dying as easy as approaching the view count of that one, uh, if it hasn't already surpassed it, but like it's still it, it's underrated it's criminally underrated, great fan film I have no doubt. I, uh, yeah. How,
0: how did did have you explain exactly how you got in with them?
2: I haven't actually. So no, yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah, that's a how did you yeah how did story. you
0: how did you meet how I assume you met Aaron somewhere and.
2: Well, I I met all of them through a friend, um, who I met basically like right when I moved here to LA. Uh, his name's Joey Russell. Um, he. Got me involved with them, uh, because he he's a filmmaker like me, cinematographer. We bonded pretty easily over cameras. I was like kind of an assistant slash shooter with him on this first uh, DP project of his. It was a feature length, self funded movie, and it never got released formally. It was, um, but you know, it was a huge learning experience for him and me, and like we started like collaborating on some stuff together, and then he started asking me to come help him do lighting for some of these Batman Sun projects. The first one was Batman versus Darth Vader. Yeah, was, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. That one was that was the first time I met Kevin and first time I saw him in the suit and was just like, holy shit, this is Batman right in front of my eyes. You know? Yeah, and he's wielding a lightsaber <laughs> and he's holding a lightsaber. <laughs> what? Yeah, like yeah, I was just freaking out and this is cool. This is fun. It was like it was a really hard day because um, they had to do it. It was a lot of the green screen stuff. Um, yeah. like, Spoiler alert, you know, Batman. Gets kicked out of the uh, uh, Death Star. The Death Star, and um, and it, it was awesome, and it really blew me away. But it wasn't until um, I want to say Nightwing versus Winter Soldier yep. that I came back to do another one. And you know, it was like I was super excited, and like you know, just happy to lend a hand and like you know, make a tiny little bit of money on as well. But like, it was just really cool working with a group of people this passionate and really good at what they do. And like, you know, that was something that I had been trying to find in LA. You know, I, I had found it with you know my other group of filmmaking friends and all that. But like, at this point, we had kind of started going our own way with stuff. And um, so it's like, I want to keep doing stuff with these guys. And that started bonding, you know, with everybody in there and they, they you know, became more than just like co workers, they became friends and then finally family. Um, but we did a project for um, Valiant Comics called Ninjak versus the Valiant universe. Mm-hmm. It was an eight episode web series. Uh, Valiant funded it. It was the first live action anything Valiant had done. And Joey was the DP on that and did a fantastic job and I helped him light it all the scenes so I think that was really like what cemented my place with them. And after that, Joey, uh, he was moving on to another job and couldn't really fit these freelance jobs into a schedule anymore. Uh, so you kind of passed the torch to me and you know had to talk me up a lot. Like, no, Eric can shoot, Eric can shoot, Eric can shoot. But <laughs> you know, finally got finally got a chance to shoot on um, what was it? it uh, Michael Mats um, Michael Myers versus Looksy. Super horror beatdown. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that.
3: Wait, do I have that mixed up?
2: had that mixed up well I've done two projects with them uh, as a cinematographer before this and you know it I had to prove myself a little bit and you know it was hard getting in, in into the groove and figuring out my my place in everything mm-hmm. you know because uh, it, it's a really small crew it's a yeah. really small crew that's doing a lot of stuff and you know they was it, it, it was just a little bit of a learning curve but um, You know, figured it out after the first project, and then we did the Flashpoint Batman versus Killmonger video, Um, and that was also a learning experience. But you know, it was easier than the last one was Mm -hmm. to to pull off. And so I was like, all right, I feel like I'm getting the rhythm here. But then I hadn't really been able to shoot anything else. Uh, That came out in 2019, and um, Batman was. Dying is easy. Was going to be the next thing that got delayed for so long. Um, so didn't really shoot anything between those, unfortunately. But um, what's a what's one of
0: the craziest wildest things that you've uh, like shot while doing music videos?
3: Hmm. Is
0: there anything just wild?
2: I mean, every day on a music video suit, music video set is wild <laughs> um, you know it's
0: well especially when you're, you're shooting with all these you know like super high profile you know musicians i'm sure that uh-huh. they're <laughs> um
2: there was one <laughs> uh... eric's, like, eric's like oh god don't get me started oh, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there, there was one in particular i'm thinking of right now it was for a red man video we nice. were shooting we were shooting at this uh low budget warehouse called uh willow studios which uh, incidentally bat in the sun i have shot at a few times uh because it's, it's a great place like great texture it's like this old building uh it's brick and like rusty metal everywhere and like there's a room it, in the basement is it off like, willow street like a, in downtown l.a yeah 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 uh, i've if seen you're it familiar I with that yeah it's yep. uh just catty corner from the outside exterior for Patty's Pub and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Okay, I know,
1: exa- I know exactly what you I mean. Yeah,
2: yeah. But uh, we were shooting this music video in the alleyway by the studio. And it was this scene, uh, it was a confrontation between Redman and all of his uh, clan against the cops. And we were playing the song uh, on playback speakers really loud at like 3 in the morning or something. <laughs> <laughs> so like... And one of the the neighbors of the studio just starts screaming at us, like, F (laughs) you guys, F you guys, shut that shit off and call the cops. And, like, we had a permit to be there. Yeah. And two, you live next to a movie studio. Like, sorry. Like, (laughs) if if this runs late and our permit expires and by all means call the cops. Well, like, we kind of have a right to be here. Yeah. We'll try and turn it down. And you know, just wasn't enough. And finally, at one point, Redman had to give the guy money out of his own wallet in order for him to let us get the tape. <laughs> oh, Which really wasn't that much uh, time afterwards, but like, you know, just, like just weird stuff like that happens all the time. You know, I've, you're right. Uh, I've seen
0: I've seen producers walk up and have to like hand people cash to try to get them to fuck off, basically. Yeah. Like people. There was another.
2: Now that I'm thinking about it, there was another movie that I worked on. I was a first AC on it. And we were shooting at this house in Highland Park. It was like this old, uh, not super old, but uh, like a craftsman house. You know, those really like well-made, like ornate wood houses. Uh, And we were shooting exteriors of the house in December. But the movie's not set during Christmas time. And the neighbor next door had a bunch of Christmas lights on their banister. In in the (laughs) apartment, whatever. And so... Producers went over kindly to ask him to turn them off and they immediately said no. <laughs> and they asked for 250 bucks. And the producers budged and paid him 250 bucks and their Christmas lights off for 15 minutes. God, for oh, damn. <laughs> and I was upset because that's how much money I was making for a whole <laughs> day's <laughs> worth of work on the movie. I'm like, Are you serious? Uh,
1: Are you serious?
2: That's hilarious. but Yeah. Stuff like that, you know. Uh, happens a lot. For a uh, lot.
1: going back to like Redman and MTV when they used to do uh, Cribs, remember mm-hmm. that show? So, oh yeah. For, for I don't know if you guys remember any of those episodes, but specifically Redman's episode. Uh, was well, I don't remember his. Did he rent he's a house? In, did he rent somebody else's house? So what happened was, <laughs> was that they wanted, MTV wanted to, because Redman, in fact, did not have that nice of a house. And he still very much lived in the hood in New Jersey. And sure. so they so they sure. told him like, hey, you know, we're going to like rent a mock house for you to do when we come in. And he's like, no, fuck that shit. He's like, you're going to do my real new jersey apartment <laughs> like awesome. if you go if you go back and watch it it's literally just this shithole place and
2: it's so good <laughs> you know i buy that i, I buy that because yeah. he, he really is a great human being he's very down to earth um, he seems right he? he goes by reggie on set you know
1: like reggie noble by red, yeah reggie noble you know I, i'm a big he, red man fan growing up so yeah
2: yeah he's i'm a fan too i'm a fan nice. too and, yeah he He's one of those artists where I was just like I was very pleased to know that he's actually an awesome human being. Right, you know? nine eight, a, pieces. Because it would have ruined it for me if he was an asshole. Yeah, you know? exactly.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like,
2: uh, yeah, Redman. Yeah. Redman's awesome. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah
0: has has your opinion of any of these artists changed drastically from working their
2: music videos? Mm, not particularly. It's just made me respect or have, I just have a newfound respect for what they have to do, you know? Um, just, just what we're asking of you. You know, it's like you, you have to perform this song a million times in front of the camera and not only make it seem like you're performing it for the first time, but you're performing it well and, like, engaging the viewer. And, like, that's hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's hard, you know? And... So, you know, I I understand actors more you know, having some of my narrative background as well. Like I understand like that kind of space you have to get into in order to do those sorts of things. So like, I just have like a new, like I have more respect for those type of artists that that do that stuff really well. And they're still like awesome human beings.
0: How long does a typical music video shoot last? Is it two, one, two, three days?
2: It depends. It depends on, like, how exotic the locations are or, like, you know, stuff like that, scheduling conflict or whatever. Like, the longest music video I've ever worked on was, like, three days, two or three days. Hmm. Um, that one was uh, Taiga Mamacita. We we shot two days in nice. this ranch, And then we added a third day because they got Carlos Santana to do the guitar solo at the end. So we shot a whole day in Vegas with nice. him um and, then, yeah, time, did you have to go like, down to vegas just to yeah. have a minute
1: yeah, yeah oh, we Car- had to go to- carlos Santana was yeah. like no i'm not coming to you guys come to <laughs> yeah me. that was the only way we could get a
2: minute is <laughs> <like, laughs> if we went to him that's yeah. so um we did that and then like eminem godzilla was two days but like those are two of the like the the highest budgeted music videos i've ever done uh and, you know, like your average ones a day Twelve hours to 14 hours maybe. So if are you still are you really? still doing music videos or will you continue? Yeah. To do? Nice. Yeah. I have one tomorrow. Oh shit, nice. Yeah. I actually need to check my email to figure out who it's with. But yeah. <laughs> are you getting are you getting
0: these music videos? Are you getting these gigs through people? Cause I'm sure there's people out there listening and they're like, fuck, I want to be a cinematographer and I'm, don't, I don't know where to start when it comes to like getting into the music video game. Is it literally knowing somebody who's on a music video that gets you in or that's how I got in.
2: Yeah. Um, everybody like, I would say probably n- at least 90% of the jobs that I've gotten have been through refer. Uh, somebody else that I know is on the job or, was going to be on the job, but can't be anymore, you know, and they call me because, um, you know, it's a, it's a love-hate thing, but like a lot of Hollywood is very much about relationships. Yeah. It's very much about the, the friends you keep and the people you work with and the attitude you have, uh, you know, that type of stuff, you know, like I've gotten to where I am because of the friends I keep. And I keep those friends because I work hard when I'm on set, Uh, I give a shit, you know, Um, and I'm just like present, you know, and like, I have a good attitude, you know, just stuff that you don't necessarily need to have talent for. You know, dude, that's like,
0: huge, man. Be present,
1: be present, have a good do attitude, your job, and, and just work don't hard. be a
2: dick. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. Do your job, and don't be a
2: dick. Yeah, you know, it's it's, yeah, it's like a lot easier than it
1: sounds. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot
2: easier than it sounds. I will say that, but you know, generally, I have a pretty awesome attitude when I'm going to set because you know, filmmaking is one of the biggest loves I've ever had in my life, you know, and um. I can't imagine doing anything else. So, like, every day I wake up to go make movies or music video or whatever is going to be a great day, unless there's something that happens that makes it a terrible one. Wild that it was
0: deemed not essential at first, and then... It was deemed one of the first essential,
2: like, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh crap, we don't have enough entertainment. <laughs> well, let's get these guys back <laughs> yeah. to work. Let's <laughs> go. You're essential now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, Just right. kidding. Um,
0: right. Grocery right. store employees, hospital <laughs> yeah. workers, filmmakers,
1: mm-hmm. all essential. Let's yep, we go. All, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Nurses, the crafty guy. <laughs> <and> then,
3: yep. <laughs> 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 yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh don't
0: God, gender so, type the crafty what, or crafty
2: people. person.
0: Yeah, exactly. There we go. Sorry.
2: Nice. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was very excited whenever they finally allowed us to get back to work because that was something that you know, I, it, it was just like this hollow feeling. It's like like God, like I have to have that outlet. You know, like yeah. this this is more than just a job to me. You know, it's like some people treat it like a job, and it, it is a job. It's it's hard work, but like you know, there's just something special about it. To me. You know, it's like, especially with dying is easy. It's like, it feels like magic, you know, like we created magic, you know, like we fold some people with visuals, you know, we told a good story and reach people in places that I would have never thought I could have ever reached with something like this, you know, that's it's so just cool. like, it's, it's awesome. Like that's the passion that carries me forward.
0: Has the, um, has the people receiving it, has it been just huge as the reception of it? Then been...
2: I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. You know, like I, I knew that it was special when we were making it. Uh, to the point that I actually saved the camera slate. Um, I decided to retire it. You know, like I'd been using it for a long time, um, other stuff. And like, it just felt right. You know, it's like there, there's something special about this project, but like, I just had no idea that it was going to be received like this, you know, like getting in the Hollywood Reporter or like, you know, being mentioned in the footnote in the article about Chris Daughtry and Variety. Like, like all this type of stuff, like uh, all the comments on YouTube, there's like over 25,000 comments on there right now. It's all over my social media. It's all over great. Yeah, it's, it's insane to me. But yeah
1: like i have friends posting it who i didn't even like i mean like facebook friends so not real friends but you know like, like someone who i met when i was in fifth grade in the bathroom stall and that was it
3: yeah
1: <laughs> but yeah not like it's everywhere i don't know why i met him in the bathroom stall let's not go there
2: <laughs> but yeah no yeah no it's it's big you're right yeah cool. you know and we we knew that there was an audience Uh for starters, because the IndieGoGo, you know, there was already two thousand something people that were dying to see this thing. So but cool. then, you know, it's like the other videos that we had done in the past. Uh, you know, they reached this view count over the course of weeks or months. You know, but like we we already surpassed one of the videos I've shot for them, and we're getting close to surpassing the second one in uh, like two weeks. It's just unreal to me. Fucking Unreal. Man. Very cool. It's awesome. It's an awesome feeling. Oh well, shit, man!
1: Yeah, I'm sorry. Go, Lenny.
0: Oh, I was gonna no. say, what, what's 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 something that like, um, because you've been in LA what ten years now, twelve? Have you hit yeah, the ten year we'll, mark?
2: will be a, uh yeah, I've hit ten. Uh, it'll be eleven in September.
0: Uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm, yeah, so I'm, almost like right 10, I'm almost on that ten. I'm almost on that ten year mark.
2: I'm coming um, up this
1: this year. The I think. Diaz. The yeah. T- oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know and when i when i first moved here to la and i got on the for that first movie where i met joey rasul um i was also I was talking to the sound mixer on it and you know he seemed really put together like he had, his gear was awesome he knew exactly what he was doing and like i just kind of became friends with him for a little bit um i haven't seen him since unfortunately but he's a great dude um, but i asked him like all right so like how long have you been here and you know can't remember the number he rattled off. I think it was like seven or eight years already. And I was like, well, how long did it take you to get to where you are? And like, yeah, about seven or eight years, like close to 10, you know, if not more. And then, like, that was like an eye-opening moment for me. It was like, oh crap. Like, I can't just like show up in LA and get rich immediately. Yeah. Like, you know, and like, I was like, I have to work way harder than I am at this. So like, yeah. that was, that was kind of the moment where I was like, all right, I'm going to start making movies on the weekends and like, you know, I'm going to get a camera and like do all this stuff and that. And, like, I just have to keep making stuff, you know, because that's how you get there, you know. And uh, when I hit that 10 year mark during the pandemic. And, you know, the that year, what, 2020 and 2019, really, um, were, was some of the best work I'd ever done in my entire career. And like, it just, I knew that he was exactly right when he said that it's like, it really does take 10 years to get there. You know, Some and people get lucky, you know, but like typically for the average person, it takes that long, just to even like get your foot in the door and like have your name on someone's radar. is
0: so, crazy that around your 10 year mark you created or you were filming dying is easy.
2: Mm-hmm. And it took me making 10 years worth of other stuff to, to make something like this, you know, in, in this kind of way, you know, that, that's why that's why we call it a craft, you know, like we're constantly working at getting better at, at what we do and learning new tricks every day. You know? yeah. So, like, the next project, I want to outdo myself on that. With You know, like, th- this is now the the high bar. Like, you know, I have to meet this level of quality for myself. Otherwise, I've failed, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I just got to keep
0: pushing forward. Yeah, Dude, so amazing. Jake, you got anything else you want to
1: ask Eric before we let him go? No, well, I guess uh, I remember what we used to do. So, like, what would you say to your younger self, now, knowing what you know now? when he was to step foot in LA. As far as advice goes. (laughs) Or would you say just completely fucking wing each day and until you hit 10 years. Until you hit 10 (laughs) years.
2: I think I would have told myself to take take the risk sooner with getting into camera and lighting. Um, Because it it took me a while to get in. You know? But um, there's there's a lot of things about my career that I wouldn't change for the world. Um, there's some that I would, you know, like like for instance, speeding up my camera department career a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. getting in a little bit sooner. But like I I, I was distracted with reality television for a while um, because it was a stable paycheck and it was yeah. one that went for like months, you know. So it's like that was just keeping a roof over my head, you know, and I wanted to keep a roof over my head with money that I made making something entertainment wise you know? Yeah. So it was like, it was, I'm, I'm certainly not uh, ashamed of any of that time that i spent, you know, I no, had yeah. a lot of great experiences on it. I met a lot of great people. We did a lot of really cool things. Um, and I learned a lot of stuff, but it wasn't when I moved to LA. Yeah. It was like, I, it, a part of me wishes that I could redo it and just like, you know what, just go into narrative and music videos and like, just, you know, be adamant. But like, it took those experiences for me to learn that too. So, it's, you know, it's kind of yeah, no, for Same sure. Thing with going to college, you know, like I didn't need to go to college to be a filmmaker, but it made me a little bit more confident enough to move away from Missouri to try. You yeah. know, like, yeah, so it's like, right? you know, it's kind of worth it in the end with that. Like, I'm behind so, you there.
3: Sort
0: of, As an actor, you know I mean? it's like it's just like, boy, I feel like sometimes I wasted the four and a half years, you know, being yeah. through college. But also <laughs> like, it's like, well, mm-hmm. fuck. Like, I would have there's no way I would have been ready, you know, yeah. had I not gone through in the sense of like mature enough, you know, <laughs> to like not just fuck around for four and a half years, five years in LA when right. I got there.
1: hmm
2: Yes, you know. So, like, yeah, there's there's a lot of things that I wish I could change, but in the end, I probably wouldn't. You know,
1: I do like I do like um, just the the take the risk sooner. I feel like that's a very for me in particular being out here. I, I feel like I wish I had uh, adhered to that saying, take the risk sooner. Yeah.
0: Do you think a lot yeah. of that is because of potentially the pa- like the pandemic? Like, I think people are like, "Fuck," I, you know, it's a year almost wasted, and so now it's like, "Ah." Eh.
2: I mean, I, I assume that's going to affect or has affected a lot of people already. Um, you know, sure. I, I mean, I found new hobbies during all this. Um, you know, I learned how to make knives with my friend Justin Jones, the <laughs> cam operator. Yeah, you know, it's random and cool. And like, yeah, it's random and cool. But like, it was just <laughs> one of those things. that was kind of born out of boredom. Like, you know, get this creative juice out and like do something and like, you know. It, it, I'm going to forge sure that, a knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to forge a knife, but you know, I'm sure that type of thing is you know pretty relatable for a lot of people. You know, yeah. like they found some new passion or whatever during you know, the pandemic and like, Oh, well, I don't have my job anymore. I might as well try and go pursue that, yeah. you know, like
1: do it. You know? Go tame lions. <laughs>
2: you know, take the risk. Yeah.
1: yeah. Take the, the risk, the sir, biggest, man. That's huge. Take the resume, yeah. I like it, I dig it.
2: Yeah, and I think the, you know, I have, I have to thank my mom and dad for, you know, pushing me to uh, find something that I love to do for a career. And, you know, w- without that kind of motiv- motivation and that support that I get from them to, you know, spend almost 11 years in LA pursuing this type of stuff, you know, it is, I, I can't thank them enough um and this dying is easy made me feel really proud uh because my mom is like oh, i have to have a poster i'm gonna put it up in the um
1: <laughs> oh oh no what happened right at the end right at the end wait see if you can get him back in what happened
0: i don't know maybe has... i wonder if something died on him
1: Oh, maybe, or maybe like, oh no, his time isn't affected because it's your girlfriend's thing. Yeah. Well, we'll just we'll hold on for a second. Maybe
0: he'll plug in and. Yeah. Because he was about to say something sweet about his parents. Oh uh.
1: know. Yeah. Oh, there you <laughs>
0: uh, go. Uh, maybe. Come
2: on. Hey, sorry about that. Oh,
1: nice. Um, I had uh my phone went off.
2: A uh, phone call. I was trying. I was trying to get the. Uh, I was trying to cancel a phone call, but. Uh, oh,
1: that's hilarious! But you canceled <laughs> us instead.
2: Yeah, I accidentally. canceled. <laughs>
1: well, thanks
0: for jumping back on. You're saying just jump right back into the fact that thank your your mom wanted a poster. You were saying. Yeah, my
2: mom was just super excited. Like, I need a poster. I'm going to put it in this room, and you have to get everybody to sign it. And it's like, you know, like, I feel proud that, you know, I'm, doing right by them. Hmm for supporting me for all, all of this. Dude, I mean? Shout
0: out to parents who are supportive in that way, man. Cause it's, what's crazy yeah. is that like you find people all the time who are, I always ask like, is that something like your parents support? Cause like you find that a lot of people don't have when, when, when you're doing the arts and doing this kind of stuff and people following this creative path, hmm. they're just like, Oh no, my parents were not supportive at all. They wanted me to be a fucking accountant or, you know, like <laughs> you know right. a, a lawyer or some kind yeah. of, Quote unquote I mean, they, real job.
2: They may never fully understand what we do, but they're okay with it as long as I, you know, try and be good at it and you know, I'm successful and it makes me happy. That kind of thing, you know, mm-hmm. like so they're they're on board. So nice. Um, yeah.
0: Well, Eric, where do we find if if people want to find you via the social media, via for work to work for? Them or however, how to collaborate, people, how, yeah. To yeah,
3: collaborate,
2: how, how to <laughs> uh, well, uh, unfortunately, I am slacking on some of the uh internet things like <laughs> website, but I do have an Instagram, uh, that guy, Eric A R I C, uh, nice. all one word. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, um, Eric Abraham, and uh. I have a Twitter, but I haven't used it in, like, 10 years. So it's Me neither. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I made it 10 years ago,
1: and I never touched it.
2: Yeah, I just never really got on board with Twitter. Um, yeah. Uh, no uh, TikTok, yeah, Facebook though? and Instagram, for sure. Nice.
1: It, uh, do you have a TikTok handle? I'm kidding. I don't have <laughs> TikTok. I
2: don't have a TikTok handle. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: I don't know if many guys our age
2: do. Uh, I mean, I, I know some people, but they're very entertainment camera oriented people yeah, you would so, have to
1: be you know, that kind of person yeah.
2: yeah it's that kind of mind but um i i just never really got on board with that or like vine i wasn't really into vine mm-hmm. i not my girlfriend only just got me into that uh, a couple years ago she showed me all <laughs> sorts of vines that have existed for years and i never knew about like oh these Ooh. are
3: hilarious
2: lemons? <laughs> i assume she showed you
0: i assume she showed you lemons with will will sasso
2: yeah, and uh, stuff the like the uh, great job pooping. Have you seen that one? <laughs> oh, the, the little girl that goes yeah. up to the dog while he's taking the shit. Yeah, Pat's pet,
1: you know? <laughs> great job. Yeah, great stuff job. like that. Um, yeah, ton. Fun.
2: That's funny.
0: Well, Eric, thank you very much for being here, man. I super super appreciate it, and fucking, it is so awesome to see. You know. Fellow Missourians doing fucking big things,
1: you know, it means uh,
2: needs a lot, yeah. Thank you very much,
1: yeah. no, thank Thanks. you for coming on. It was very cool, yeah.
2: Thank you, seriously, guys. Thank you for having me on. This was, uh, geez, boy, almost an hour and 40 minutes. It didn't feel like that to me at all. Nice, yeah. well, that's yeah. awesome.
1: That's a good, thing. Awesome. <laughs> that is yeah. a great, yeah, thing. Yeah, just,
2: thank you for having me on. Uh, oh. I'm very honored, dude. Good uh, luck right.
1: with everything moving yeah, c- forward. Congratulations good. again.
2: Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
1: All right, man. Thank you so much.
2: All right, see you guys. Should we, do,
1: should we do an outro like we usually do? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Jake. Hold it down while he's on. All right, I'm Jake F H, and you are listening to another episode of LLA on Tastemakers Radio.
0: Boo, which- taste makers every monday at 12 to 2 p.m pacific standard time you can find us on the taste makers channel Boom. shout out to jake fh good to see your fucking face my friend
1: see you lenny hernandez no, another
0: shout out to eric abraham for
1: fucking dude that's so cool yeah he was a very cool guest i'm glad we had him on all right until next time We'll see you guys. Catch LLA
0: live Mondays from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time here on the Tastemakers radio channel. LLA is created by Guy Gardner, hosted and engineered by Lenny Hernandez and Jake FH. You can find LLA with Jake and Lenny on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.
3: That was fantastic.
0: All day Lenny.